right. So I heard about Noster um, from a friend of mine a couple months ago, probably like October-ish. And he told me to check it out. He said I'd really like it. He's a fellow Bitcoiner. So I, I checked it out and I saw the UI was kind of not up to par or what I wanted it to be and said, nah, I'm, I'm going to uh, not care about Noster. Sorry, I'm not using this is what I told him. And fast forward, you know, two months or so later, around the middle of December, Jack Dorsey, uh, you know, tweeted out uh, about funding different things. And someone said you should fund Noster. And then the whole Noster conversation started, right? And then I, you know, I went and I created a Noster a, a, a set of keys on December 17th or December 18th and have been obsessed with it pretty much ever since yeah okay cool so that's quite recent actually um i'm surprised that you've you've gone like this far into it uh, in such a short amount of time but i guess it is a very it's one of those projects that really grabs you absolutely like i became obsessed uh once i gave it time and really used it and looked into seeing what it was about and what it meant and what it could do you know kind of looked at its potential but yeah i'm i've only been around uh for just a barely over a month at this point but i've i, I live eat breathe and sleep noster though so i I've, I've aged accordingly yeah that, that reminds me of um you know when you first when you first sort of wrap your head around bitcoin and then you can't do anything else for a while so yeah yeah absolutely what was it like uh like the like how long did it take you to figure out the architecture or what was that like it's a, it's a bit of a different paradigm like you know with with dumb dumb relays and smart clients like how did you find it yeah right like you know relays literally don't do much they're really dumb and they're really simple and it, it's kind of like thinking well why didn't anybody do this before if it's so simple right <laughs> and it, it's just a different type of uh infrastructure different type of architecture that from what we're used to using when it comes to you know being social social communication and everything so you know the fact that we can have as many different clients or relays as well as we want and clients can be completely different or very similar that developers can really really build the social network that they want that the, that their users want and once i realized that that we were we were able to basically build our dream social network. Then it, uh, it, it really started to click for me. And I really started to dive in wanting to do more and wanting to, you know, participate as much in the community and offer services to help onboard people to help it grow and, and all those things. And that kind of, that, that really took off like, like wildfire for me. What were you doing before Nosta? So I, I guess uh, over the past six months on, on Twitter, um, I'm, I guess you'd say I'm known for Stack Chain. So Stack Chain is the the gamification of buying Bitcoin. It's just buying Bitcoin, but somebody started out buying five dollars, and then the next person bought six, the next person bought seven, the next person bought eight, and we've been doing this and in, in, incrementing the amount for six months at, at a dollar at a time, and when we're up to a total of like almost $4 million of uh, fiat burned for buying Bitcoin. And it's just a really wild and vibrant, exciting community. So I've been uh, heavily involved 
with StackChain, that that community, that group of people over the past six months. But um, I just, I don't know. I I tweet a lot. I talk a lot about Bitcoin. I talk a lot about technology on, on Twitter. Um, not really in, involved in too much else at, at the time, uh, at least until Noster came around. Or until I came around to Noster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until you came around to Noster. That's a that's a better way of putting it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Stock is four million now. Wow. That's that's uh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's getting close to it. Like yeah. It's it's. I think the block height now is like twenty. It's 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 uh, almost uh, twenty seven hundred. So it's it's crazy, and it's not slowing down. But. Uh, I actually, I'll tell you what is obsessed in as much love that I have for Stack Chain over the past month. I've barely paid, you know, a lot of attention to Stack Chain and my friends in Stack Chain. I feel kind of bad that that I've have focused all of my passion and obsessiveness around Noster. But I, re- I really think that you know Noster is the future, and I think that if we do it right, we can build a Noster that supports Stack Chain because Stack Chain doesn't really work. I mean, we make it work on Twitter, but it wasn't made for that. So, you know, with Noster, we could build a stack chain client. So that's that's, that's really cool. Yeah, you could really do some awesome awesome stuff with um, stack chain on Noster, like utilizing oh, Noster. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, tell me about Noster plebs. Okay. So when I first joined Noster a month ago, I saw that you could give yourself an ID, the, the NIP05 identifier. And I have a domain name, I have a website. Uh, I do, you know, tech things for a living. So uh, being a systems administrator, you know, th- this is right up my alley. So no brainer, as soon as I joined Noster, boom, I made myself an ID. And now my name looks different to everybody. I don't have just a pub key or I, you know, I have a, I have a check mark, a shiny check mark. It looks like I have a verification on multiple different clients. And I start getting all these messages from friends of mine saying, hey, Derek, how did you do that? Can you help me do that? And I said, oh, yeah, it's, it's fairly simple. Um, you just need to have a domain name and you just need to have a website to do this. And the majority of those responses that I got were, well, I don't have either of those. I don't have a domain name. I'm just a pleb. I don't know how to do this. Can you do this for me? Can you help me out? How can I do this? And I said, well, you know what? Um, I can actually do this for you. Uh, yeah, hold on a second. So I said, okay, let me go and do this. And then, and then I start thinking, well, it doesn't really make sense to have you know, John at DerekRoss.me. That doesn't make any sense. That's my name. I don't want to share my, you know, Derek Roth w- with other people. But but, what if I registered a domain name that sounded like it was for everybody? And what if I let my friends on that? So I did. I went out there and I bought NosterPlebs.com. I figured that played into all of us plebs on, you know, all of us Bitcoin plebs and or plebes, you know, people people pronounce that differently. Plebeian, you know, I, but whatever. I, I'm with pleb, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I bought the bought the domain name and I messaged a handful of my friends back and said, "Hey, I set this up for you. You need to go into your settings and change all these settings, and you'll have, you know, the nosterplebs.com for your name." And you know, the three or four or five people, whatever, in the beginning, they went and they set that. 
and they loved it. They thought it was so cool. They now had a check mark. They were verified. They had their identifier their identifier. And then the weirdest thing happened. Then random people I didn't know started messaging me saying, "Hey Derek, I heard that you set people up to do this. Can you do this for me too? I'll send you some sats for this." I was like, "Oh. All right, light light bulb moment here. All right, hold on a second. And I started really thinking. I was like, you know, I could actually do this as a service for people. Like all my fellow Bitcoiner plebs that, that just want an identifier, that just want an ID, they want their check mark. I can do this for people. Yeah, you know what? I'll. I think 10,000 sats sounds like a good. Uh, you know, at the time it was like a dollar sixty, a dollar fifty worth of sats. I think that that's worth it for you know five minutes of my time here to go set this up. So I started setting it up for random people. And then it kind of like the network effect took off. Everybody started seeing verified ID uh, identities and verified check marks everywhere. And one thing led to another. And over the course of a couple days, I registered by hand um, like 80 some people. And and it, it, but it, it turned into a lot more than that because. So now people were joining Noster. They're coming over from Twitter. They were joining Noster, and they were wanting to get an ID, but they didn't, then they didn't know anything about Noster. So for that first week, uh, like right around Christmas and to uh, New Year's, like I was like the unofficial um, Noster tech support. So thank goodness that I didn't have work that week. I was off from uh, my my day job because. From the time I woke up, the time I went to bed, all day long, I was answering DMs on Noster and answering DMs on on Twitter. Um, people just asking me, hey, how do I do this on Noster? What client do I use? How do I do this with my key? So they were coming to me as the uh, like unofficial tech support guy because I was providing a, a service. And it was starting to... You know, you know, it's starting to take a toll on me. <laughs> um... <laughs> Like I said, I did this for like a week, you know, I haven't, you know, it's after Christmas, thankfully that I'm not working, but I haven't seen my wife and kids in days, basically. (laughs) Um, I uh, messaged a friend of mine and said, hey, remember a few months ago when you told me about Noster? Well, this is what I've been doing for the past week, and this is crazy. And he said, whoa, I actually had this idea, too. I wanted to do this. I can't believe you're doing it. And, you know, we talked back and forth and I told him that I needed to automate this whole process because it was becoming too much for me to do manually. Because even though somebody just wants an ID, then I spend the next hour with them helping them get it set up, you know, or how to use their client, how to do this or that, like how to post images, all this stuff. And it was just... It was a lot of work in the beginning, so I needed some help. And I said, I'm going to automate this. I'm going to use this method to automate it. I'm going to use this. And, you know, like I said, I'm a, my day job is I'm a systems administrator, so I'm not a true developer, but I can hack some things together and I can write a few lines of code here and there to get some things to work. I'm going to make it work, but, you know, it's gonna, I'm going to make it work for me, or say. Well, my friend that I was talking to, he is a very talented developer and he basically said no Derek uh, this isn't how you're going to do it that is bad 
<laughs> I can do it so much better. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about this. And then, you know, one thing led to another. I said to him, you know what, I think we should, we should do this together. We should build this together, be partners on this. And we started road mapping features that we wanted to add. And we really overnight became much more than just, you know, providing, uh, NIP05 identifiers for, for people. Like we build a fully automated tool for people to go in and buy their ID. They can pay over Lightning. Then they can go and then they can manage that. So, you know, people burn their keys accidentally in in the early days of, you know, testing out clients and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So people were changing keys. So now you can manage your keys. Um, we, we added a whole bunch of other services too eventually, but it just it kind of grew like wildfire though over the course of two weeks like i did not expect it to happen but i'm extremely happy and excited that it did because it it allowed me to start essentially a a bitcoin and noster business like it's something that i had wanted to do for you know the past three years or so i've always said man i would love to take my entrepreneurial spirit and do something with bitcoin something in bitcoin and then all because of noster here i am i'm doing it it's you know, i'm giddy i'm like a little kid in a in a candy store right now it's also really cool to see that there are some some things happening in noster where it's actually there's like a, a path towards making profit or like making money out of it because it's it needs to do that at some point right otherwise it it's going to die so um yeah, and, and we talked about that. So whenever Semi, uh, Semi Soul and I, he's my, 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 my Nostra Plebs partner, whenever we decided to do this, we kind of said, you know, what are our goals? I told him what my goals were. He said what his goals were. And I said, you know, we're, we're not looking to make a major profit, but we also don't want to lose money either doing this. We, you know, we want to break even and we want to be able to be able to provide a service. So we started talking about different ways to do that. And as you just said, like, uh, one of the, th- the topics we talked about was running a relay and it's a recurring theme in our weekly meetings that we talk about running a, a relay at some point and how to, to, to do that. Cause there's multiple ways to do that. You could charge users a one-time fee, you know, maybe, you know, a lifetime fee or a monthly fee, or you could charge users per event and note. You can charge users per, megabyte of data stored you can do image storing along with that like there's so many different avenues and we we've talked about all of them and different pricing models to all of them and and since i'm very active on noster we use kind of myself as like a power user somebody that's constantly posting and has a lot of events and notes and say like, well, maybe I, I'm the extreme package, right? Like that's what I would need is somebody that's a power user. So we're we're, we're kind of like looking at other users that we know um, that use relays that like our, our uh, well, semi-souls relay and looking at the kind of events that they do and just to kind of gauge what we would need to do to be able to have the relay basically pay for itself. Yeah, so actually last week we had um, uh, Ricardo Arturo on, on the show and um, he, he was talking about pay to relay. It's going to be interesting to see like what sort of revenue models or what sort of business models come out of this because, yeah, as you say, like basically the sky is the limit of, of how you can approach this and everyone's going to try everything and we're going to see what works and what doesn't. 
Absolutely. Like some methods, I, you know, that's one thing I keep saying, some methods are going to work and some aren't. So we could try one method and I hope, you know, we don't make anybody angry, but that could happen. And it, we could say like, you know what, this revenue model completely failed. You know, we're sorry, we'll retool and, and try something else. That, and, and we don't want to do that. So we, like I said, in our weekly meetings, we discuss all these different scenarios and trying to determine you know which one will be one of the better ones and we've we've changed our minds at least once so far and gone back and forth a couple times so i i think that in the future we'll have relays service providers you know that are operating on different models you know some will be per event some will be bulk buy prepay some will be streamed like uh ricardo he's with no stream he's working on that actually right now where an upcoming an upcoming version you'll be able to like you know stream um sats basically right to the relay operators and you know will from domus has talked about doing that as well like there's so there's multiple developers that are working on these type of models because they know it's not sustainable in the beginning it's everyone's excited and it's a honeymoon phase and people are okay throwing you know, resources at this, but Ricardo on his relay and Will both said before that they're paying somewhere around $160 a month for their, their relay. I think Will said on a podcast one time and Ricardo kind of echoed saying that he's somewhere around there too. So that, that cost adds up and what we have maybe a hundred thousand to 150,000 users on the protocol right now. So what what's going to happen when that hits you know hundreds and hundreds and, and millions of users? So yeah, p people are going to need to be compensated for their infrastructure that they're running, and I I think that that's going to be completely new and exciting. You know, it's it, it allows people to use a value for value model, and I think that that's going to be quite significant once people realize why that is better than you being the product for your data. I think value for value, it's such a such an awesome concept. Like it's, I've been using Fountain, the podcasting app, and um, that's awesome. Like seeing the, the model there, the value for value model uh, in action there, it really shows you the potential. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I use Fountain too. I, I actually, I listened to la, episode zero and then last week's episode um, on Fountain. I gave you guys a little boost. I, I think that that's great. I, I, I really think that, you know, I, I don't like calling it tipping because it's it's not so much tipping. I mean, I mean, it is, but it isn't. Some things are a tip and then some things aren't. And I believe creators, I, I believe, you know, developers, everybody likes to eat right everybody likes to live in a house people need to be paid for their work and we've gotten into this model over the past two decades where we don't it's like we we don't mind taking services for free and that's that's just not right like we should be okay to pay for things i mean it's never free yeah you're the product you know whenever when these tech companies use your data and advertising uh, you know gets you're the advertising target yeah, yeah. it's there, there's definitely a cost association with that so you mentioned just just before uh, that one of the features you've added to nostoplebs is to manage your keys yeah so people change their public keys and it's just a simple service so if you were to have accidentally burn your key or you decide to change your key your followers 
on Noster or across Noster aren't going to be aware of that unless you post on your old account saying, hey, this is my new key. So kind of a way to circumvent that is to use the NIP05 identifier. So people you know, follow the identifier and maybe someday clients will implement that where their clients are following the identifiers instead of the, the pub key. So anyways, whenever a user were to change their pub key for whatever reason, they need to update their NIP05 identifier. So they would just go to our website, go to the manage section, and under the manage section, they log in with their password that they obtained whenever they registered their ID, and then we give them the ability to change that key themselves. And to, the, to my knowledge right now, I, I don't know if maybe now with uh, Stacker News, maybe Albi as well, but no other providers um, do that, allow their users to go in and manage their keys themselves, to go in and update their key. So that was whenever we rolled that out. I mean, that we rolled that out on day one, like that was back around December 22nd, I think it was, something like December 23rd maybe. Um, that was really powerful because in the beginning, people were burning keys left and right. They were accidentally burning keys. Mm -hmm. And then they would just, oh, well, I screwed up. No big deal. You know, they would go to our website, log into the management portal, and they would update their key. And their identifier would reflect their new pub key, and they'd go on about their day. So we saw a lot of people in the beginning that really liked that feature because it just it, it made them be able to have some type of control for, for their identifier. Okay, so it's a it's a, a centralized poor man's version of key rotation kind of thing. Uh yeah, yeah. You know, we don't have uh, um, you know, NIP. What is it? NIP twenty six or that's going to do mm -hmm. uh, allow us to do this, uh, something like that. So yeah, it it just allows you to manage your ID really. That that's all that it is. It, because as you said, um, you know, we are a centralized identity provider. And that's one thing that I've always told people that if if you can host your ID yourself, you absolutely should. But unfortunately, not everybody, one, has the time, and two, not everybody has the ability to do that. Yeah. And I also think it's kind of naive to think that someday we could have 8 billion domain names out there and everybody has their own domain name. You know, that that's – or even, even if we match Twitter, right, 300 – and 50,000 domain names out there so everybody can have their own uh that, that's just not going to happen no no, no, no one's going to do that <laughs> yeah that's just not going to happen so there there will be centralized identity providers but i think what will happen is is we'll offset ourselves and we'll differentiate ourselves between one another by um reputation and by services and features beyond just providing an id so at some point you know you'll have your prestigious, uh, your well-known, well-reputable providers, and then maybe you have your spam provider or, you know, or that just ver that just provides an ID to anybody and, you know, who, they don't care. They're just putting it out there. You know, who knows? Who knows how that's going to work out over the, you know, the, the coming years. But I, I do think that these type of scenarios will happen where it'll be reputation-based. Totally agree with that. Uh, I think um, that's also sort of like another reason why 
I, I I don't think it's a bad idea to charge uh, for an identifier because uh, at least there's some some sort of barrier there um, and and something that yeah. can be yeah. So I don't know if you saw the early days of um, oh, there was a forum called something awful. And you had to pay like five dollars to register or something, and it's just that's how they dealt with spam. Like, there's no spam on there, and I, all the posts, all the posts on it became like quite high quality because it's like, if you say something dumb, you lose your account, and you have to pay another five dollars to get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, I maybe you know I, I could see that happening though. Though we, we're not going to revoke an identifier for you. You have the right to be as dumb as you want. We, <laughs> you know. However, um, in our terms of service, we say that we would revoke someone's identifier if they're using it for impersonation or, um, you know, I, I, har- harassment, you know, things, things like that. But other, otherwise it's, it's free speech. There's no moderation. You go ahead and use that ID to, to be as smart or as dumb as you want. Yeah. And you're a participant in the market. So like, I mean, you, you can differentiate yourself with your policies of like how you deal with um, spammers or scammers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if someone, I mean, I said it's 10,000 sats. It's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, Bitcoin. Someone's, if someone goes out there and starts buying our IDs to um, spam people with, well, congratulations to us because we now have your Bitcoin and we're going to revoke your identifier. You know, I mean, uh, so yeah, exactly. Like we, we, I don't think that that's uh, going to happen too often but you never know you never know and 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 we'll deal with that accordingly uh whenever we cross that bridge yeah yeah one step at a time and uh evolutionary based approach is uh is what seems to work well within nostr anyway yeah uh, another thing i didn't mention under our manage section um we uh, a feature we had rolled out after two weeks or so was lightning address forwarding so our users can actually go in and set that up themselves. So lightning address forwarding is just as, as simple as if you use, let's say, Wallet of Satoshi, for example, and they give you a random uh, address, which is generally like two random words and two numbers, that is kind of hard to remember. One and two, like you tell somebody that's your address, address and it doesn't really make any sense. It's not you. It's, so we, we allow people to forward their um their bitcoin payments over lightning using a lightning address to forward it to an existing address so you would have essentially one identifier for both id and for payment so for example derek ross at nosterplebs.com is my identity but if you also send Bitcoin to Derek Ross at nosterplebs.com, you know, that would go to me as well. Things like that. Mm. Um, That way people don't have to remember two different addresses. You know, they can just use one address, um, excuse me, one address for payment and one address for identity all in one. So users can go to the management section of our site and they can set that up. And a lot of people actually like that like that was a popular feature whenever we rolled it out people were logging into the management portal and going in and setting up their ids so that way they have one id for everything they don't have to tell people you know different ids it's hey find me on Noster at this address and it's also my lightning address so it made it made it pretty simple and then in the future 
we kind of have in testing right now uh, an email address also at the same identifier. So then you'll have one address for everything. It'll be your payment address, it'll be your email address, and it'll be your ID. Uh, so you'll be able to receive emails at that address and you'll be able to manage it through the management portal as well. Yeah, that would be quite, <clears throat> that sounds pretty cool. That'd be, um, that'd be pretty useful actually. Yeah. And you know what? Since it's Noster, we can do cool things like you want to send me an email, you're going to have to pay 100 sats, right? Like users could absolutely set that up. So that way it stops them getting spam, uh, you know, uh, things like that. You want to do email to me? Well, that's fine. Pay this lightning invoice. And the, the few users that we've talked about kind of like uh, doing a, a survey to, they, they were really, really receptive to being able to do that. Uh, since we'll probably have some people listening to this who are quite new to Nostra, um, and you're probably the best guy to explain this, um, can you talk about NIP, NIP5 itself? Sure, yes. We've been saying NIP5 in, in this whole time and really didn't explain what it is, right? <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. So NIP05 is an identity. That means it's a human-readable format f for your public key. So no, not too many people out there are going to remember all the letters and numbers of their public key. It's very complicated. You're not going to go out there and say, oh, yeah, I'm NPUB 13BZT. You're not going to do that. That's 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 dumb. And and most people will never remember all of those numbers and letter combinations. So there is a proposal to enhance the Noster protocol to improve it. And that's actually what NIP stands for, similar to Bitcoin's BIPs. It's the Noster Improvement Proposal. And that proposal was passed. And the 05 proposal allowed you to create an identity, kind of like an email address, for your public key. Again, it's just a human-readable format for, for your public key. And there's kind of some confusion about it. And a lot of people call it verification but if you look at the spec the spec actually doesn't mention the word verify or doesn't mention the word verification or anything on it because what really is verification in that in that regard right it all it is is verifying that somebody pointed a public key to a username at a specific domain so why do you need these type of identifiers? Well, for example, there can be a thousand different Derek Rosses out there, but there will only ever be one Derek Ross at nosterplebs.com. There might be a Derek Ross at um, bitcoiniscool.com. You know, there might be Derek Ross at nosteriscool.com. But those aren't me. I am Derek Ross at nosterplebs.com. So it allows you to differentiate yourself from other people that have the same ID as, as you or want to use the same ID as you. It's very useful in that regard because if you think about email addresses are, are unique, you can't have two people that have the exact same email address. You can have similar, but they can't be the same. That's the exact same thing as the, your NIP05 ID. It's just a unique identifier. Some cli so clients, uh, I think, 
I don't remember who Semisol told me which client started doing it at first. It was Bran- is it Branol, Branol, whatever that client was. Branol, yeah. Yeah. The original. The B one that isn't really yeah. used too often anymore. They started showing a check mark, I think it was, beside names with NIP05, and then it kind of, you know, when everyone started doing it. So now every single client has a check mark beside the NIP05 ID, and for the past decade or more everybody that uses social media knows that if you have a check mark beside your name that means you're verified so it's kind of engraved in our brains that check means verified so then people started saying that check marks are verified on Noster and then people so people call it verification but it, it really isn't if you look at the spec it's just an identify it's just an ID it's an ID a human readable format of your public key yeah it doesn't verify anything yeah, and it's using the DNS system, so it's not like that robust anyway. But it's something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good though, because it you know, like it, it allows us to identify people. It allows us to differentiate, you know, between multiple multiple people out there. So it is good. I think it's great. And I think in the future, whenever clients, you know, start using it differently, maybe f- like as a reference to follow, you follow a user's ID instead of their pub key. It will allow people to change pub keys or you know burn their pub keys without basically having to restart their whole entire social media experience from scratch unless they wanted to. Yeah, I think that's a really that's actually the most powerful uh, aspect of it. I think um, because you do lose pub you do lose private keys or they get compromised or whatever like it happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we you know um, we learned how we'll say how um easy that is for people to do that in the beginning right like whenever we first set up our site and everyone was super excited and super new to Noster we had people sending us their their public keys instead of their 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 private keys and and i i would bet a, a dozen or two dozen easily people had given us the wrong key you know they they made a mistake so after the first one or two people started to do that then we started looking into ways to to stop doing that and we switched over from hex hex keys to the 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 new format the n what is it uh, the npub and nsec format i forget which nip that is but we switched over to that and that that helped um and we updated our registration application to not accept hex keys and we did a bunch of things that kind of helped users out but we still saw people you know people would uh contact us and be talking to us and say hey this is my key um you know look me up i'm having this problem and they paste the wrong key to us it <laughs> it's unfortunate but as soon as we see that we're like hey i have, I have some bad news for you <laughs> multiple times multiple times uh unfortunately but everyone's you know super understanding and they're very happy that we let them know that they made the mistake and better finding out now than you know months from now it's also uh, a a much less painful experience on nostra than it is with bitcoin where you're actually losing money absolutely yeah um yeah, yeah i think everyone who's been through through that phase with Bitcoin is pretty good at managing their private keys now, but uh, Nost is bringing in a whole lot of new people who, who, um, yeah. yeah, we, we had a guy DM us on our, so we have a chat bot on our, 
website for 24-hour um, tech support. Um, there are live people. It's just myself and Semi Soul and another friend of ours uh, that watches incoming requests from time to time when we're unavailable. So we, we try to say we have you know 24-hour support, though sometimes there could be a little bit of a lag. Well, anyways, uh, about a week ago, maybe a little bit further back, somebody contacted us with a problem, and <laughs> it the, the bot says, please leave your public key so we can get back to you in case we don't respond right away. And they paste in their public key, only they didn't paste in their public key. But as soon as they pasted it in, they saw NSAC, and they just replied back in all caps, fuck. <laughs> well, I guess I'm burning this account. Like, like you know, they laugh. They sent a bunch of you know laughing emojis, and and we, we 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 saw it and laughed our asses off at too. Like it was just a, it sucked. But they knew that they screwed up, and it was a brand new account they had just made, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, it, it's a learning. But my point is, it's a learning experience for a lot of people. So it, it's kind of good that it's happening now in these early days. You know, uh, where people can make the mistake, you know, maybe they have 10 followers or something. No big deal. Go ahead and restart over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is that's a really funny story. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, there was also like an Enigma. Um, I think this might have been before Jack came around, but Enigma yeah, was. Yeah, I remember that because the first week when I was or even two weeks that I was doing the id registration for people when i was also playing nostra's tech support the amount of people that were saying hey there was a, a some type of vulnerability on enigma i used to use enigma uh, what should i do and i said well if you were using enigma at the time that they had the the xss event the cross-site scripting event then there's a chance that your key is compromised so i would burn it and yeah so that was that was interesting like it was a lot of people didn't really know what that meant, so I was kind of having to explain that. Uh, but hopefully we don't have any more of those events uh, in the future. Did you look into that in detail of how that happened? No. All I know is that people were talking about it. It was So the, the whole cross-site scripting, um, basically people were, po people were posting um, – snippets of, of, of code trying to get the code to be executed in the in the browser and I wasn't around or didn't see that happening so I don't really have a whole lot of information on it but it, just the people were saying that the uh, it was an XSS vulnerability that was happening so I don't really know too much about it or or how it was happening but I do know that uh, Dalmas uh, domus.io slash web that will shut that down because people were trying to do it there as well so I, I was around when he did that and when he shut that down yeah the pitfalls of um, web-based stuff yeah you know and but you know what's really cool uh, about this all is the fact that if i wanted to i can run that client on or any clients you know i can run these clients on my own server i can run them myself i can run them locally where nobody can do a xss on me unless i have some type of malware on my device or somebody that's on my network and compromise the device on my own network so it allows me to run these and trust myself and trust my own network so that's one thing that's really really cool 
about Nostra that you just didn't have that experience with other type of social networks. You couldn't run your own client on your yeah. own network. Yeah. So for people who are, are not familiar with why that's the case, um, uh, we could probably explain like a little bit about how that that's to do with the, uh, the dumb relay architecture actually. Yeah. Yeah. Clients are the ones that are the smart portion of this puzzle, right? Clients are the ones that do all the heavy lifting. So if you're just connecting to something that just sends and receive text, because that's at a basic level, that's all a relay does. It uses web sockets to receive text and send text. Text is read and written to it, and that's all that it does. Uh, a lot of people kind of think that relays because they're called a relay, that they'll relay your information out there, right? They'll relay your, your notes and events out, but they don't, they don't do that. Um, there, there is a relay that actually, you probably talked about this last week, that uh, will do that at some point, but that's a, another conversation. Anyways, uh, not to get off topic there, sorry. Okay. But yeah, since the complicated piece is the client, you know, anybody can anybody can run that portion you can and there's dozens of different versions and you can run a version on the web like a website go to some dot com dot social link or whatever that somebody developed or you can run it on your own like you would you run your own bitcoin node you know you can run your own client on your on your uh your start nine or your um who else does it my node has it right now. I don't think Umbral has it yet, but Start9 has a relay and a two different clients as well as my node does. So you could run them yourself and connect to your own node and not have to worry about anybody else connecting to you and running anything because they can't. You're the only thing that would be happening is is that your client running on your node would be publishing information to these dumb relays out there and then the relays would be you would be retrieving information from those relays as well so all the all the fun stuff happens on your end on the client tell me about how you on the back end uh, of nostoplebs how you integrated lightning so um it's uh, whenever we were initially doing this i was just creating an invoice and sending it to people and it worked until it became too popular and then it didn't work. So my solution to automate this was going to be using a BTC, a BTC pay server. That's how I was going to do it. I was going to use a BTC pay server to create um, an item and that item was going to be the 10,000 sats to register an ID. Uh, and that's how I was going to handle it. And I was working that out and I was automating that. And I was going to write some scripts to be able to handle some of the other portions of it with a form and everything. And it was going to work and it was going to be beautiful. But <laughs> since I'm not a true developer, I was told that we can do much better than that. And my partner, Semisoul, he wrote the whole entire back end to use ln bits so we're using an ln bits installation on our own node 
and using the LNBits API to generate invoices and to to have the the whole the whole thing. I mean, be not not having to use uh, any other you know no third parties or anything. It's just our LNBits node hmm. in the instance. Um, and yeah, we're we what we have payments go to uh, different different wallets depending on the um, we I guess I we have an, we have other other integrations so we have uh, some pay, pay payments go to our our backend wallet and then from there we do we do payments out to um, our individuals and our API customers. Okay, yeah, so you split split it there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So it it goes to separate wallets and cuz the the way the payments are handled, but it, but it's all it's all uh, LN bits. So we're just using LN bits and the LN bits uh, API. Mm, cool. Um what's the growth been like for your user base? Um so it's was very explosive the first couple weeks we saw a, a spike right around the beginning on december 21st 22nd 23rd and then it was it maintained around that level for a few days it dropped off around new years but then i think it was i could i guess i could look here i think it was january 4th or january 5th that Domus started to display NIP05 ID. Mm. And the reason that that is significant is because the majority of people that were on Domus it didn't care about being able to see an ID because they couldn't see an ID. So it didn't matter to them if people had IDs or not, they couldn't see it. So they didn't want to they didn't want to register one, they didn't want to obtain one, but the day that the the new Domus uh, test flight hit the app store. Um, you just saw an incredible amount of growth that day. That day was our largest number of visitors and largest number of uh, registrations and most uh, most revenue generated on, on that day just because of the Domus effect, we'll say. So since then, uh, th I would say two, three days of that sustained, and then it's kind of been going down. And since then, there's been a, about a dozen other providers, NIP05 ID service providers pop up. And part of our weekly meetings, you know, we look at growth of not only our service, but as well as our competitors too, to see you know what they're doing feature-wise, if they're adding features or if they're growing in terms of numbers. We just you can just query the Noster uh, protocol and you can just look to see how many IDs are registered and then count how many of them are at. You know, you pick ten domains and write your query to see how many is on each domain, and it, so we can kind of get a, a kind of a market share to see how many or how large our market share is and we've we've done pretty well as since we were we started out as the first provider like when I was doing this by hand and then uh, like a day or two later Bitcoin jungle started doing it 
and then there wasn't anybody else for the longest time. Um, but right now, we have a. Actually, I haven't ran the numbers yet for this past week, but as of beginning of the week last week, we were at, I think it was 36% of the NIP05 identifiers were ours, were, were part of our service. So that was pretty significant. Um, we were above 40% for a while. It was like 44 at one point, but then it's dropped down over time as other providers have come online and other providers have you know, been offering services and getting users registered on their service. So we're still sitting above, as I said, at least last week it was a 30, 36% or so. Okay. But, but yeah, but competition is great, right? Right, because it, it allows us to do better. It allows us to perform better. It allows us to see what we're possibly missing out on and what we need to do to provide, you know, better services for our users. So anytime a new provider comes online, we go, we take a look at it, we see what services that they are offering, if any. Most don't offer any services. They just say, hey, I'll register your ID for free just so, just so you can have an ID. Or there'll be ones that say, hey, I can register this for an extreme amount of money that is way overcharging. But, but hey, if they want to do that, they can. And and it's we look at it to see their services. We look at it, compare it to our services. And, you know, we change a little bit. Maybe we retool or we look uh, what we need to do to offer a similar service, something like that. So we can, you know, kind of maintain where we're at. Cause I, I, I think we do, we do fairly well. I think we're well respected in the Noster community. It's, it, it still kind of is kind of wild to me that I can scroll down through my Noster feed and see multiple people recommending our service. It's really, really like, it brings a smile to my face. Uh, it makes me feel good. It makes me know that what we're doing isn't isn't wasted, and that people really appreciate it. And it, it makes me feel really good to know that I'm providing a service to the Nostra community that that is needed and is wanted, and that people do appreciate it. It's just it, it's good. The community's been good to us, so we've been good to the community. We um, donated. 50% of our revenue one day to Noster Development, we decided to launch two additional domain names uh, about two weeks ago. And we said that 50% of the registration revenue that we would take in, we would donate to Noster Development. And Unfortunately, that day that we picked wasn't a very high registration day because that was part of the wave that I was talking about earlier, that we were on a downtrend when we, oh, yeah. did, when we did that. So um, we only we, we donated 500,000 sats to Noster Development, and then one of our users actually said, oh, you guys didn't raise a million? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll match that. I'll toss in 500,000 yeah, so his name's False Fawcett. He's uh one of our one of our users, and he gave us 500,000 sats to bump up to uh, 
just just over a million sats. So we were able to donate a million sats to Nostra Development. Now that's not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but we're still happy that we were able to do that. Like we wanted to give back a little bit of something, and we did. Like and we're going to do it again at some point in the future. I I think that this is a uh, everybody, as I said earlier, everybody likes to eat and have a roof over their house, and we're just a service provider, so we need to give back to the development community that's building the protocol and building you know, these relays and these clients. So, again, we're we're going to do it again, and we're going to do it again, and we're going to do it again. I, I think it's something good to, to do fairly often. Yeah, it's a good way to, to keep the community spirit up and um, just be part of part of something bigger, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah, like it's it it feels good to give back. I mean, people people treated us well, and people um, used our services, and I, I think it it makes us feel good. So I, it's good to give back to the community and help others out too. I you know like I don't want to don't want to say the don't want to say the shitcoin phrase we're all in this together, <laughs> but <laughs> but we are all in this together. You know like. I, I really feel that Noster is a community and we want to do right by the community. You know, since day one at Noster Plebs, we've always said that we're just, we're just Bitcoiners. We're just plebs building services for other Bitcoiners and other plebs. So you tell us what you want and we'll build it. And with that philosophy, you know, we also need to, su- to support our, our fellow plebs too. We, we need to... You know, we need to help them out because they're they're the ones that are in the trenches building these these applications protocols that that we're utilizing. Without them, we wouldn't be here. What were the additional domain names that you added? So we started out with Nostra Plebs, and then uh, popular Bitcoiner Mr. Hoddle on Twitter he said one day, Derek, I don't want to be a pleb. Do you have any other domain names? And I said, no, I don't. But you're not totally off base here. Not everybody wants to be a pleb, and not everybody understands what that actually is. You know, especially normies, no coiners, new people to Nostra. You know, like they don't know what that means. So it's kind of a, it's kind of like a middle finger to Twitter Blue. I bought the domain name Noster Purple, <laughs> and 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 I said, you know what, like Noster Purple sounds like a premium service, so maybe it should be premium. And then I had to ask myself, what the hell does a premium service actually mean? And uh, as we were talking earlier about paid relays and ways to charge users, subscriptions, monetization, and all that good stuff, that's where the Noster Purple will come into play. So we, we, we did charge more for the um, ID on the nosterpurple.com domain. That's our premium domain. It is a lot more, but most likely what's going to happen is when we roll out the paid relay service, the Noster Purple users, for example, might get... 4,000 notes and events per month before 5,000 before they have to start, uh, you know, paying a sat per event or something along those lines. We, we've, 
talked about different scenarios, so I can't really promise exactly what it'll be, but it is very significant that they're going to be um, rewarded and served a, a different tier of, of service because they, they paid more. So it started off as a joke, but then I said, well, I, I think that if somebody is paying more, they deserve more than just to be part of the joke. So it, it quickly turned into a premium tier service that has no premium services yet, but it is promised that whenever we roll out um, the paid relay services that they do get a higher tier of service. So beyond that, um, the new domains that we rolled out are, are all basic tier domains. We only have the one premium domain. The other basic tier domains is nostriches.net, nostrich.zone, and noster.fan. So you can be a Noster fan, you can be a Nostrich, or you can be, be part of the Noster Zone. Um, Noster Zone is not popular. There's there's only like single-digit users of that. Um, Noster.fan has several. Um, it, it has a lot more. has a lot more. We're, we're single digits there. And then uh, Nostriches.net has about the same as Nostrazone, but our, our two largest domains are the one we're known for, Nostraplebs, and then the, the premium service, uh, Nostrapurple. So mm. I don't want to add any more domain names, probably added too many. I think the several that we have are going to stay that way because I don't want to dilute you know, the, the brand, dilute the, the name brand that people kind of know, but I think it's also nice to give people additional options because not everybody's a pleb you know, they don't know what that means but a lot of people are fans and a lot of people like being in the zone so i i think that's good enough for now uh you worked on nostr spaces as well did you i did so nostr spaces is one of our experiments that will be come a feature a service for our our users our registered id holders so right now if you go to nosters if you go to spaces.nosterplebs.com you can start basically a clubhouse room or a twitter spaces and you can manage that room you're you can assign people to be moderators and you can invite people up to the stage and remove people from the stage it's very 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 much like twitter spaces and a lot of people were missing twitter spaces you know they said well you know what Nostra's great but i really like twitter spaces we don't have anything for that so i found this free and open source software from jam systems and set up a server with that on it and started playing with it and the first night we had like 25 people in there um second night we had about the same and consistently it's been anywhere between like you know 20 and to 30 people in there almost every night in the main room so there are other rooms that people have created for themselves i created one just called general so you would go to spaces.nostraplebs.com slash general to join like the general chat but you guys, if you wanted to have a spaces.nostroplebs.com slash Nostrovia, you could do that. And that would be your space, to, and it would be, you would manage that room yourselves. 
So you can use any client. You can use you know a desktop, but you can't use desktop in in Twitter spaces. You can't do that. You can join, but you can't talk. You can use your phone. There's no app. It just works in the web browser. Uh, it's it works really really well actually. There is a couple bugs, but um, I, I I think for the most part Twitter Spaces has bugs too. So uh, it's a great solution. We are customizing it to have it work with Noster. So right now, if you were to go to spaces.nosterplebs.com and click on start a room or start a space, um, you'll see that users have the ability to verify their Twitter account. Well, we're mm -hmm. trying to get away from Twitter, yeah, right? Like we don't want to do that. So we are currently, uh, we have a, debel a development project out there on our Git and we're working on customizing this code to integrate Noster. So essentially this will become a Noster client that allows you to sign in with your public and private keys to verify your profile. It'll automatically pull in your profile picture, your NIP05 ID, and you'll be able to then click a button or tap on a button that says, you know, post that I'm, I started a, a space on Noster and you tap that button and then it writes, uses your private key to, to sign a transaction to post to your, your public key that you're, that you're live in the space and here's the link for people to join. So it, it'll be a very specific client that is uh, offloading the sign-in process and the posting process to to Noster. So it'll be very, very unique. This service isn't, no one else is doing this yet, but anyone is free to do it because I said it's open source software. But uh, we've been working on this for a while and it should hopefully be live here with Noster integration in a week or so. Right now, it, like I said, there's no Noster integration. You can go ahead and go and test it out and play with it and break it all you want. But eventually, whenever it goes live as a official supported service by Noster Plebs, um, at some point in the future, we're going to restrict some of those things to Noster Plebs ID holders as a service for people that buy or register an ID through us. So mm -hmm. what that may look like is everybody can join your room and everybody can come up and stage in your room. So if you are not one of our users, you can go ahead and join as many rooms as you want. You can go ahead and get up on stage and talk, or you can just listen. But we may restrict room creation to our users. So you would be able to join your friend's room and talk, but you wouldn't be able to create your own room. So it's just a way to kind of offer a perk to to our, our our members and talking about that in spaces like everybody seems to be receptive to it and understands that you know this does have a cost association to it especially if it gets if it uh, takes off and we have a lot of people using it like it 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 could get could get you know kind of expensive right now um it's not very expensive but it's also not very you know it's not used very much but that may change in the future with Noster's success. Yeah, I think it's totally fair to um to do, especially you're just talking about room creation. Like, 
I mean, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just a tiny little perk, you know. Like if uh, if 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 you want to be able to create your own branded room and have your name as a room, then pay the pay the the ten thousand sats, <laughs> and yeah. then and then you can. Yeah, I mean. It, yeah, it, it it's not a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, right? But it, it but it allows us to keep out spammers and keep away, you know, some you know some people. So I I think that it's it's a nice value added service for our for our customers. Yeah. All right, we've been going for like an hour now. <laughs> we should um we're basically out of time. <laughs> well, I I talk a lot. I'm sorry. I I could go on forever. I I appreciate. You have me on the show. I, I love talking about what we're doing. It's exciting. I'm very passionate about it. I, I, I'm excited that you guys have a, a brand new Noster podcast. Like, there's so many cool people doing so many cool things across Noster. So, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. It was awesome. Yeah, that was a great conversation, and um, I'm pretty sure everyone's gonna really enjoy listening to it.